My next guest, Scott L. Wheeler, is an investigative journalist, political and national security consultant. He is founder, treasurer, and executive director of the National Republic Republican Trust Political Action Committee. Help me welcome him for the first time to C.L. Bryan Show. Scott, how are you? I'm well. How are you, C.L.? Doing really, really good. Scott, you have, over the period of years that you have uh, been uh, displaying your work and your talent, you have warned and sounded the alarms against this very time that we live in currently. Talk to us about some of your work that has been a prelude in warning America what was coming. Talk to us. Well, back in the 90s, we were, um, my team, investigative team uh, at American Investigator Television Magazine, were one of the first to uh, travel to China and investigate uh, the theft of U.S. high-tech weapons uh, from the United States by the, the, the communist Chinese. And uh, we also discovered a link between uh, what the, the the government of Chinese uh, government government I'm sorry government of China was doing, and a link between them and the Democrat Party at that time. Scott, are you there, Michelle? I think you muted him. There you Army go. going to the White House and uh, uh, visiting with Clinton, and they were making illegal donations in uh, both 1992 and in 96 to the Clinton administration and the Democrat Party. And uh, while they were decontrolling uh, strategic weapons technology to China and also uh, uh, allowing, turning their, uh, you know, turning uh, their backs on Chinese theft of our technology as well. That's amazing. Uh, when we think about how deep we have been involved, deeply we have been involved with China. Yesterday, Gordon Chang was on with me, Scott, and Gordon uh, does not hold out any um, uh, reason or hope that we should trust the Chinese. Speak to us about, uh, is this president uh, lending too much uh, trust to uh, President Xi? Uh, give us your take on the relationship that uh, we are seeing between the president of the United States and the premier of China. Well, it is interesting. He, he, on the one hand, and I think some of this goes to his style in dealing with foreign leaders. He praises the leader themselves uh, to maintain a relationship with them. And then he attacks the behavior of the country, and in some ways, he tries to separate the leader themselves from the bad behavior of the country, as as we've seen in 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 his dealings with uh, uh, Xi. And I think it's part of his, partly his style, and at the same time, uh, he's he's holding them up and saying he trusts them, he likes them as a person, but uh, the Chinese government or the, the, the nation of China is doing this, taking advantage of the United States or what have you. I think it's his way of sending a message without spoiling the relationship. Now, at some point, I think the president has been the hardest on China of any president in modern times. Uh, you'd have to go back 
probably back to Eisenhower to find somebody who's been who's dealt with them more harshly. But um, and so that has been encouraging. But uh, we do need to be very, very uh, suspicious of China and their activities. That that is the Communist Party, the not the CCCP, not the Chinese people. The, right. the by and large, my it was my experience. Most of them were very suspicious of the party also, and uh, were were recognized that they were being oppressed by the Chinese Communist Party. I'm glad for that insight. Uh, uh, Scott Wheeler, investigative journalist, is my guest. And I want to ask you, and before we, we go, get into that question, though, Scott, I want to ask you um, this, uh, or at least uh, give you an opportunity to tell the audience this. Tell them how to get in touch with you, how to bring uh, the type of knowledge that you are sharing here with us today to a church, synagogue, uh, place of gathering in their hometown, wherever they may be. Um, GOPtrust.com. We have a lot of this information posted there in special reports. We have some videos, and we actually have some of the documentaries I produced back in the 90s on this subject there, trading with the enemy and things like that. So they go to GOPtrust.com. They can see uh, a lot of that information. Fantastic. I want you to stay with me through the break. We still have about uh, three, four minutes left in uh, this segment. Scott Wheeler is my special guest. Scott, investigative journalism, I used to love to watch it, used to love to participate in it as far as uh, helping gather information with uh, friends who uh, have done the same things. And even though Geraldo and I don't uh, agree politically on a lot of things, I have always admired, especially back in the day, uh, his uh, gonzo type of style. Is that something that is um, beginning to disappear as far as American journalism is concerned, especially when we look at how the progressive uh, news media is treating uh, the news these days? From your point of view, talk to us. Uh, it definitely has been disappearing for a number of years, and there's a lot of reasons. Some of it is uh, liability. When you when you're doing when you're reporting the the regular news, you know there was a car accident at Fifth and and Park at five o'clock today, uh, or when you're reporting on a court case, it's all a matter of public record, and so you you have very limited liability as a as a uh, journalist or as a network or a newspaper or something. But when you go when you're investigating, uh, uh, you know Russian organized crime. Uh, you have exposure in that way because if you say the wrong thing or make an accusation, uh, you can be, you can be sued and it could cost you a million dollars just to prove you were right in, in a court. And, uh, a lot of the bad guys, the wealthy mobsters, not just Russia, but China and elsewhere, a lot of the corrupt people have a lot of money and they've discovered they can shut down these investigations with threats of lawsuits and with lawsuits because you come to court and you can be right and you can win and prevail in court. But if it costs you a million dollars to do that, then you you can't, most publications can't really afford to do it. And, uh, when I was at the Washington Times uh, Insight Magazine uh, years ago, that was explained to me very clearly. Um, and uh, they were very cautious about some investigations I had done and uh, uh, articles that I had written and reported 
uh, because in one case it involved a bunch of lawyers themselves. And so <laughs> they came to our editorial offices and said, uh, are you prepared to defend this? Well, I knew I was right. I had, I had the data and I, but I had really had to push the, the paper to publish it. And, uh, you know, it's, and it's not out of malice on the part of the paper in that case. It was simply, you know, yeah. if we have to go to court, we, you know, it's kind of, when we, Scott, when we, we think about uh, how that game is played and when we look at um, how the president is being treated, even in the midst of success up until uh, this coronavirus struck, the president was riding an incredible wave of success. And I do believe we'll ride that wave again. There was, in my estimation, a very unfair, uneven handed uh, treatment of this American president. After we come back from this break, Scott, I want to talk to you about uh, the end game, why uh, they, the progressive media ha- have in place this type of agenda to undermine the commander-in-chief of the United States, their nation. I want to get your take on the end game. What's, what's behind that? Why uh, will they and why are they pursuing this path? of um, in, in treating the president the way they are. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'm on with Scott Wheeler, investigative journalist, and he is the founder and executive director of National Republican Tr- uh, Political Action Committee. Yes, National Republican Trust Political Action Committee. And we're going to return with him and we are going to investigate why the president can't seem to get an even break when it comes to news reporting in America, our nation, where he is president of the United States. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere from sea to shining sea. I'm CL. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up. Stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. Chevy Land on Uri Drive in Shreveport is proud to showcase the technological advances and innovations now available on every new Chevrolet car and truck. Behind the wheel of a new Chevrolet is to know where you are, where you're going, how long it'll take to get there. Chevy Land, your full-service Chevrolet dealership for more than 50 years. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Yoakum Toyota believes in the American way of life, the American free enterprise system, and the exceptionalism of our people who have made America the greatest nation in all of world history. Yoakum Toyota believes that now is the time for all who believe in the American dream to reclaim the values of freedom, personal initiative, and unencumbered economic opportunity. Yoakum Toyota, on Burt Coons in Shreveport.
CL back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad that we can build together this bridge to conversation, a bridge that is absolutely necessary if we are ever going to heal the chasm that has, uh, well, come into existence between ourselves over the last um, um, 16 years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been progressive. My special guest, Scott Wheeler, on with me today, investigative journalist, and he's going to tell us all about um, uh, that as well as the committee that he does, in fact, direct. Scott, when we left, we were talking about the question that I want uh, to pose to you is the uh, agenda, is about the agenda of the um, progressive Marxist news media that we see here today. Why are they taking this type of journey when it comes to this president of the United States? Scott Wheeler. Well, you used a, a really good term, uh, CL, when you referred to them as the progressive Marxist media, because most people on, on our side, most conservatives, uh, mistakenly labeled them the liberal media. And they're not liberal. There are many good liberals that you can have an argument with and a debate with, and they're also rooting for the country. But the progressives, and in this case, I do, I call them the Democrat Party apparatchik media because they're party apparatchiks. They're not, they're not owed to a particular ideology. They do whatever the Democrat Party needs. And the, one of the great reference points for this was in 1992 when the Democrats and the media were, were very concerned about human rights in China and they kind of mocked H.W. Bush for being soft on China in the 92 election. Well, immediately after Bill Clinton was election, uh, elected in 92 and took office in 93, he, he uh, started empowering the communist Chinese leaders of China to oppress their own people. So human rights in China became a non-issue. That actually drove some liberal reporters to our side. One of them was uh, Ken Timmerman, who, who had been a liberal. He was anti-Bush. And, uh, but he was in favor of human rights in China. And, uh, when he saw what the Clinton administration was doing and he was told by his editor at Time Magazine, uh, uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna cover that. He said, what, what in the world is wrong with that? Uh, you know, why are we not covering it? And he and I had talked to the Time and I said, yeah, you're starting to get the picture, aren't you? It's, it's not about any issue. It's about, uh, a political agenda and, uh, uh protecting the Democrat party. And so he, uh, others, uh, defected as well after that. It was a clear, pretty clear example of how the press was being political and not being, uh, true to even their own standards. Some of but, your most, uh, the, um... way, the way they've treated President Trump has been even worse than, than they've treated most Republicans. And, uh, it, the reason is, is because he cannot be controlled and he can't, cannot be owned. Uh, by anyone he's independent and it, and it takes an independent perspective and he is upsetting their their uh that their, their um, um basically their the way they've been doing business for a long time both inside the government and outside and that's you know he's got a lot of 
uh, forces that, that are paying a price for that, and they're trying to work against him. Scott, let me ask you this. Um, uh, uh, most of, a lot of your prolific, most prolific writing was during and about the Obama administration. When we talk about uh, the press, um, give us how stark the difference between the Obama, the, the, the way the press handled President Obama and the way this president, immediately preceding him, uh, or, or postseding him, um, they treat him. From your perspective, give us layman's uh, just how different it is from your perspective. Well, uh, uh, I wrote a piece in 2016, October 2016, in Forbes magazine about the uh, about how the Obama administration. It was right on the at the beginning when the the Democrats, the media were accusing Trump of having an unsavory relationship with Vladimir Putin and Russia. And uh, it was just at the front of that. And so I wrote, wrote a piece for Forbes pointing out that Obama had done everything that Putin had wanted and Clinton, too, uh, and were, were basically uh, gave so much to Russia. Uh, in, and a lot of people have forgotten about this, but we captured the FBI ran a multi-year investigation and captured a, a secret Russian uh, espionage ring and uh, arrested 10 Russian sleepers in the United States. And before they could even interrogate them to find out who they knew and what they were doing, Obama sent them back to Russia and Hillary Clinton called it a great victory for diplomacy and in addition to that uh they pulled clinton and obama pulled uh um, missile sites out of our allies the czech republic and poland because russia wanted them gone they forced the uh the um uh new start treaty on a lame duck senate uh to get it through in the same language that russia insisted and they didn't want any changes made to it they pushed it through in a lame duck session of the senate this was just a handful of the uh, unbelievable um, uh, capitulation Obama and Clinton had done for Putin and Russia. And then in 2012 was the uh, Pais de Résistance, where uh, Obama's caught on a hot mic telling uh, the premier uh, Medvedev, <laughs> tell Vlad he'll be more flexible after the election. Absolutely. If the press was really concerned about Russian interference, because Brennan and Clapper both admitted under oath that Russia interfered in the 2012 election. So if they were really concerned about Russian interference in an election, why were they not out of their gourds over that one? <laughs> they I certainly mean, that was were not. They certainly were not. Scott uh, Wheeler has been my special guest. Scott, final question for you. Got about uh, two, two and a half minutes left. Okay, your life and uh, has obviously been incredibly interesting the adventures uh, galore i'd love to sit and talk with you for hours and just uh, explore uh, the things that you've done and seen but when you hang up the spurs sitting on the porch uh, looking into the sunset rocking there on the porch with somebody i hope you like um what legacy what, what do you want us to say about uh, your work what are you leaving behind give us a got about a minute and a half talk to us well, it's a, it's a tough question. I haven't really thought that much about it, uh, but I, I would hope that uh, um, some of the things that we reported uh, have made a difference and, and changed things for the better. And maybe if it uh, 
if we helped elect President Trump, um, you know, it would have been uh, uh, it, that would have would have been something uh, astounding and uh, and a great accomplishment if he is able, successful and able to reestablish the United States and the world and uh, and stop the uh, uh, some of the, the serious problems we've had with with uh, Middle Eastern terrorism and uh, with Russian aggression and uh, the and the biggest threat of all I think is the is the uh, Chinese the communist Chinese uh, because they are gaining power and resources and, and economy and uh, they are uh, infiltrating uh, European countries they're trying to reestablish their control over the Silk Route and um, it, it's a it's a very dangerous thing and I hope if if uh, my work has um, mattered in that case uh, and left a legacy for that, then uh, I would certainly be happy about that. Uh, but uh, also would like to be known as the guy, a father of, of eight children who all became <laughs> uh, great citizens and uh, uh, helped change the world for the better. Well, God bless you and keep you and uh, cause his face to smile upon you. And I pray that uh, gives you peace even now in these times that all of us are experiencing. Scott Wheeler, continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you so much for being on with us. Hey, Michelle, let's uh, have him on uh, regularly. Thank you, Scott, for being with me. Great pleasure to be with you. And thank you so much for your kind words.